Hi, today I'm talking to Pinsula Paranormal Group. The group is a small group, family, with close friends, who will, a group that is looking for paranormal, proof of paranormal existence. We have a large range of equipment that gets used in voice recorders, REM, pods, connects, just to mention a few. Right, you were saying what, what got you interested in paranormal? As I've seen, I was uh, down at in Holly with my, my grand, grand mum and dad down at my grand's friend's house in London. And I was about seven years old or something like that. And we were sitting watching the telly. And sitting on the stairs was a shadow figure. And I looked over at it and it turned its head to me. Then stood up. Walked round the handrail and went out to the kitchen. And back then, they didn't have an indoor toilet, and the toilet was out the back. <laughs> so I wasn't heading to the toilet any soon that night. And uh, then that just got me interested in the paranormal. And when I was at home, I originally come from Kilmarnock in Scotland. And I was at home, and the living room door opened. And my mum just casually just says, come on in and sit down. And the next thing, the cushion in between my mum and my dad, just big indent came in the cushion. And we just sat and watched the telly. And so that was, that's what really got me interested in it. Have you had any personal paranormal experiences yourself? I've had my, my hair pulled. Um, my trouser leg pulled. Um, we did a place called Cairndu House over here and we have a, a ghost meter and we were asking the questions and one of the other team members that's not here tonight had in his hand and the actual machine flew out of his hand across the room and smashed on the, the ground which scared the three of us that was up there. No, but we just picked it up, put it back together and carried on again. Now you're doing an investigation tonight. How about how do you go about it? How much organisation is there behind it? Um it's basically you really have to you know for like a place I say you have to phone up and get permission to come into it. You know, and um, have a charge, you no know, for sort of doing some locations. Some places you can get for nothing. And some places they'll charge them for the upkeep of the place and things. And once you've that done, you just give them a date, you know, when you want to come to it. And you come in and it comes up, opens us up here for us and us us in here till one, two o'clock in the morning. And then we just lock the door and the road back out again. And, but then you've got to set up all your equipment, all your static cameras, your static recorders, your REM pods, K2s, you know, and then get all your batteries, you know, to light everything. There's a, a good bit of work organising everything to get everything ready before you actually start your investigation. Imagine you have to check all electronic interference. Well, the, the only thing that would really interfere in a place like this, because there is electric, 
would be like if you got too close to the light switches and things like that. And your mobile phones, you have to put your mobile phones onto flight mode or your mobile phones will set things off. So if you're doing the live feed on your mobile phone, like I'll be doing my YouTube page tonight, I'll be staying as far away from the equipment as I can so that my phone won't affect it. Um, but normally you do a sweep of the place with uh, EMF uh, detector to find out where the really serious EMF uh, is. No, then you can just say, look, we won't put our airport there because it's too much EMF or affect it too much or there's nothing there, that's where it'll go. Well, you just have to go around the place and find out where you can set your equipment up. What do you believe ghosts are? I don't know, I've never seen one, so nobody can actually specifically say what a ghost is. No. Um, we think it could be just somebody's spirit. Uh, you get different things. You can get a residential ghost or you can get a spirit. A residential ghost is somebody It's just going through their normal routine of the day. They don't see you. They're just going through their normal routine. But you can get ghosts that can interact with you. You know, so that's what we're really looking for, you know, interaction. I imagine it's like everything. You, you you could probably do three or four nights and get nothing, and then the last night you get loads. Oh, we, we, we did a house, it's called the, the Newry Ghost House. The first time we went there, we got a load of stuff at it. The second time we went there, we got absolutely nothing. And we left it for a few weeks, and then the third night we went, we got a, a brilliant load of stuff. We had the... Uh, with a Ouija board set up on the table and the table tipped up and we were upstairs and we just switched our recorders off and we had the kitchen door banging. You know, so, I mean, it depends you know, when you go. They don't, they don't want to come out to play all the time, <laughs> so you just, it's hit and miss. I, I read something today about Ouija boards. Something called the idometer effect. Have you heard of that? Oh, I haven't heard of it, no. It's I D E O M E T E R. And basically, it's your body. When you, you know when you have an intimate, you know when you have involuntary movements when you're asleep, right? It's something to do. It's similar to that. It, your body, you. When you're using the Ouija board... That's uh, sleep parallelism. Yeah, you look it up, it's quite interesting um, article that I found. It, I mean, I like science looking into things. I mean, I don't believe it, obviously. But there is a, there is a fact that I like to think is true, is that when they do post-mortems, I think there's a 20-gram difference when they do... when they after they've done all the weighing up and everything else that they can't explain? Yeah. I don't know about that, you know, but... Uh, on the Ouija board, we, we... It's hit and miss with the Ouija board as well, you know. 
Yeah, people who say they latch on to you if you're not careful, they, they linger on. Yeah. Causing all sorts of uh, effects to you. They could cause you depression and all sorts of things. Yeah, no, someone can get linked on to you. No, but as long as you open it properly and you close it properly, then you can be fine. Do you believe ghosts can be good and bad? Like humans are? that because I've had a near-death experience myself I don't know if you read, read, read what I wrote or whatever I believe I was vi- visited by a guardian angel at least in a coma for three weeks yeah. and, and when I was in a coma I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since telling me to wake up I seriously believe that was my guardian angel spirit guide and also when I was in my coma I was neither in the real world or the next world that's why I like to call me say aka Ghostman. because yeah. I take that's, that's, when, that's when you should be just sort of lying in your bed and night just thinking in your head no who are you? No, who's my guardian angel? Please come and tell me your name, sort of thing. And as Paul says, it will. It may take weeks, it might take years, but no, it will come to you. Exactly. I'm not too. I'm not too bothered because they they brought me out of a a bad time, and that's what got me into the paranormal world, and I've been drawn more and more into it ever since. Yeah. Talking to people like you. <laughs> It's a fascinating uh, thing, you know, I mean, and some people are really down on it, they, they, they don't believe, and they will take that, that are mickey out of you, no, but we don't care, we, we love it, we love going around all these old places and just checking them out, and if you get stuff, you get stuff, if you don't, it's that wee bit of evidence you're not expect to get, you just listen to the recorder and then you get a voice come through in the recorder and you think, God, you get all so excited. And then I run to the missus going, listen to this, listen to this, and then she just she's saying, Jesus, we need to get that on the page. You know, so <laughs> it, it is absolutely brilliant. 
But I think it's important that you, as you say, you you, you don't mind if people are sceptical because you've got to be sceptical to be a paranormal investigator. That's the bit people don't understand. One of us is a true believer in it. We are, we are all sceptic. We won't uh, say we are true believers until we actually get a ghost coming down, shaking our hands and saying hi there. You know, so we, every, everybody's sceptic in our group, but we do believe that there is something there. You no, know, but until we get hard evidence, then you know, we'll also be sceptics. Like, well, I believe some of our ability to see the paranormal comes from early man, because early man had to be very perceptive to his environment. I still think yeah. that part of that is in us. Yeah, it is. And it's like, you know, some, some are more sensitive than others. Um, like, Kirsty Lovetrain, as they call her third eye, She'll sit and she'll meditate and she'll train, you know, so that she can uh, perfect, you know, her senses. And some of the stuff she can come out with is, is really good. There was a, a girl we, we met at Cumber, uh, do House. She had something attached to her when they were walking around and Kirsty sat beside her and she took the wee spirit's hand and took it away from the wee girl, and as soon as I went away, the girl was fine. Right, I mean, as I say, I'm, I'm a great believer in that my, as I say, you know, I, I don't knock anything. I come from the world of cryptozoology originally, so I can understand where, you know, I, I, I had to do research for that, you see. I'll share it when you've done the recording and I'll share it for you. Your Facebook page is Peninsula Paranormal Group as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's just Peninsula Paranormal Group as well, yeah. So can you mention your names again? Because unfortunately, when we tried to talk earlier, the the ghosts tried to interfere with us, and they didn't want us to come on the show. So I'm afraid you have to say all your names again. I do apologise. Well, my name's Ronnie Gracie, and my wife's called Donna, and my daughter's Kirsty Gracie. Simon Scott and Tracy Scott. We have Sarah Hill and we've got Samantha Colgan. Now Samantha, she is, I guess with this year, she has her own YouTube page called Lone Star Explorer. And she, she does abandoned houses and all that. 
So she's a worthwhile look at as well. She does some good stuff. Well, I'd like to thank you for doing this for me. I know it's difficult when you're trying to set up <laughs> doing an investigation as well at the same time. But I, I wanted yeah. to give you a chance because I know you're only a small group and yeah. and you, you've got to start somewhere. <laughs> well, what I should do is do my usual... I do like to do a unique bit of signing off, if you don't mind. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for being on my show. It's so nice to chat to you, you know. Good luck with your investigation tonight. And I'd like to say to you, good night. Good night. Thank you very much for doing this for me. No problem, Mark. Thank you. Bye.